Wait, do you know people who say 1,000%? You're like, whoa, 1,000%. Okay. Uh, You know what blows my mind about that? It's like, why in in baseball do we say he's batting 333? Why, why, why can't we say he's batting 33%? Right? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I, I mean? Know, why? It's the weirdest thing. Weird. We're weird. Because, like, Everybody's weird. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's about that time to bust a rhyme with your boy C. Diddy, your partner in crime. Welcome back to I'm a Pod Star, Not a Doctor with your boy C. Diddy and my partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit uh what's my name american pharaoh i can't rap like that ap what's up bro ap motherfucker <laughs> no i'm good brother how you doing I, you're hyped I'm up good. tonight i'm pretty hyped up you know i did want to start off this episode you know we've we've been really good friends for a minute now and you know we talk every week now um i wanted to talk about a little bit just to give a shout out to the camaraderie out in our specialty um, I had an incident, that, well, not an incident this week, but so this week I was on call. Actually, I wasn't on call, but one of the guys uh, at the hospital called me. He had a bad fracture dislocation, needed a reverse, and he texted me. He's like, hey, can you take care of this? I was like, sure, dude, no problem. Wheelhouse, let's do it. So I basically just got it all set up. I did this case the, the day after, and then it so happened that that day, one of my other patients that was a couple, maybe like three weeks out where I did a hip fracture, you know, I do them on call, not so often. Patient fell and had a dislocation, came in and I was like, oh man, I haven't put a hip in in a minute. So I texted my boy, um, I'm going to just say his name. His name is a Do- Dr. Gregorian. And he was like, you know what, dude, I got you, bro. And he came in, reduced the hip, managed it, non-op told me what to do, got a brace, blah, blah, blah. And like totally helped me out. And like, this guy is like not even in my group, you know, we work at the same hospital, but like just the collegiality that we had was freaking awesome. And I feel like if you're not acting like that at your hospital, then you need to check your shit because this, this is how it should be, right? Like this guy, you know, we barely know each other, but you know, it was all patient care. He knew that he could probably do it really quickly, a lot easier than I could which is probably true, right? And just like I did that reverse really quickly, easier than anybody else could. So, you know, we both stayed in our warehouse, but he definitely like, you know, went out and like let me a helping hand. So I just wanted to give a shout out to my boy, Dr. Gregorian. <laughs> Thanks for the and now, help. And yeah. now doc, Dr. Gregorian is my guy too. I like this guy. No, I think it's great. I think I, I, that's the whole thing. At the end of the day, there should be one goal for what we do, and that is to take care of patients. When we we when we lose touch with that, and it becomes about competition between each other, or about making money, or you know, dot dot dot, that's where problems I think start. So I think if we just keep that in mind, we do what's best for the patient, we take care of each other. Look, at the end of the day, 
it's us against the world. I hate to say it like that, but it, it really is. There's there's always somebody. I, I say this all the time, and I might get me in trouble, but I don't care. We are in a situation where medicine is it's it's at war. It's all the doctors against everybody else. Everybody wants a piece of us, and everything you do as a physician. There's a third party that gets involved for something. Oh, you make waste? Oh, you got to sign up with these people for $50 a month. Oh, you <laughs> this? You got to do that. It's like everybody's got their hand in the pile. Yeah. At the end of the year, we're the ones who take the hit from Medicare and they say, oh, we're going to drop it. We're going to make medicine cheaper. Oh, we're going to drop doctor's rates by 8%. But the hospitals get a raise. The insurance companies keep more money. And, and, it's just, it's, it is a travesty. And then everybody thinks that we're doing so great, but in the end it's, we're a losing, a, a losing occupation. It, it's harder and harder to do our job and attorneys, we're going to have an attorney on tonight. So I'm kind of excited. I don't usually like attorneys, but this is Bobby's boy. So we're going <laughs> to like this guy. I so like attorneys. I'm, They're cool. I'm, you got to meet the right ones. That's why. Of course. Of course. Like the ones uh, and, that aren't trying to like sue you. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. And and I've been lucky. I, it's like, knock on wood, I, I've been pretty free of issues. Yeah, that's uh, I'm good. Someone knock Same. on wood. Uh, and so, but you just see the vulture circling and it's just, yeah. it's not fair. But that's and, why you got to do the right thing, like you're saying, and you got to click up with the right dudes, right? Like Dr. Gregorian or like me and you. I got another boy out here, like, in, and I make friends, right? Like, I'm trying to meet everybody. And, you know, I don't know, like, if people think, like, oh, it's competition. It's not really competition. There's like so many patients out there, and everybody has like their own niche, right? Like, I do, I'm like the shoulder replacement guru, the cuff daddy, and like instability. Like, those are my like, my go to. Like I just knocked that shit out and that's like somebody else's most difficult case. So like I can give you the other stuff. You give me that stuff. It's a quid pro quo thing. Right. But we all like should work together. Right. Whether it's like, you know, just banding together at the Academy or, you know, the AOS or the shoulder surgeons or the sports guys, whatever, like, you know, even though we're all in competition, it's really competition to push each other to like get better and do better surgeries. Not really to like, get more patients, make more money. I and mean, there's a, there's enough, there's enough patients. I think that if we start to think like more collegial and then like kind of band together, like a union, maybe, you know, and maybe we could like change some stuff, but I think uh, it's a start to like, just befriend your, your neighbor, even if they're not in your group. A hundred percent. And I think where there's also a, a, a disconnect is, you know, athletics and being a sports doc and the problem that we've run into is these these guys are making so much money and then they get hurt and then they come to the doc and the doc is supposed to put them back together better than they were initially. Well, they had a massive injury that needed a surgery and then God forbid they don't hit the field again. And now they turn around and they sue the doc. So there's like these two massive precedents that happened this year. One, unfortunately, was for 43 million and the other one was like 28 million. And so when you start looking at things like that, we're doing our best as the docs to put these guys back on the field. And in the end, if they don't get back on the field, then they look at us and say, well, well, those are lost wages. So that's on you. And I don't, that, that one I really struggle with. And so I, it's just, it, it kind of makes me angry to the point where I, I just got to really pick my words carefully because I might say something that would piss somebody off, but I'm pissed 
because it's not it's not our ability to you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. So I'm excited <laughs> tonight to bring a, a, you know one of our friends on who is a team docker and was a team doc for that dynasty in, in New England and now is in Vail and he's doing his thing out there at, at the Stedman Philippon Research Center. And it's it's going to be cool to bring him on because we want to talk to him a little bit about some of these. Like it, it just seems this year like there's a billion injuries. So why don't we do that right now? And let's bring on Dr. Matt Provincher. This time is picked off by Kenny Moore at the Browns 44, and Deshaun is down. Look at him, Matt. Hey, greetings. What's up, gentlemen? How we doing? Good, doing good. Great. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, my Matt, pleasure. So, Matt, we were just talking about injuries and and how. So, it's an interesting episode we got. We got you on to talk about injuries, and we got an attorney coming on after. So, it's <laughs> going to be interesting to see the dichotomy of how each side thinks. Obviously, this this is a situation. I was bringing up that case earlier this year where the guy from Philly, he gets hurt and then doesn't get back on the field after his PCL. And then it's, he ends up having a meniscus that he argues that should have been fixed, shouldn't have been fixed. And now he's owed $43 million. I mean, like, where does your brain go when you read that? Well, I mean, it, go, it goes many places. The, the first of which is kind of in the gutter because I'm like, really, what happened? Why, why does this happen to our profession we're trying to do our best thing we can. <clears throat> We've got a high clientele. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have a high clientele athlete on the line, and we want nothing better than to see that person play on Sunday and have them do well. So, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit of a gut punch when you're doing it. You're in the system, and you're like, really, this is what's going to happen to us. So, the reality is, you take a step back, and you're like, we have to be. We got to be better, and we got to be smarter on how to handle this at the end of the day. So in this, in, in these situations now, and, and there's been a plethora of injuries this year. I don't know for whatever reason, maybe my eyes on the TV a little bit more, but it just seems like these one after the other with the Achilles. And now you got ACLs everywhere. You got Deshaun Watson with the glenoid fracture and you start seeing this and you're like, shit, some of these guys might not get back, especially Deshaun Watson. That's a guaranteed $230 million contract. And, so far, he's averaged $7.7 million a game because he's only played 12 games in two seasons. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty it's not good. bad. Pretty good it's not game. bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, that's what you get paid today, right? Uh, yeah, in, in my brain when I sleep, that's what I get paid. When I wake up, it all comes to reality. No, but I mean, what do you like? And now all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers, he's like, I'll be back December 2nd. I, I, that's yeah. insane to me. Right. Now that's, I mean, and obviously that would be unheard of in the NFL to have a, you know, Achilles tear return that quickly and get back to someone at his level, you know, to, to do what he has to do. Now the most mobile quarterback out there, no, but he's still got to be able to toe off. He's got to be able to push. He's got to be able to get on that great toe, which is our big toe and be able to push off that. And guess what? You need to do that. You need your Achilles. And are there ways, are there innovations, are there techniques, are there advancements in our field that make this stronger, faster, better? Absolutely. Now, he's probably going to be the first one to really test this type of concept, though, to come back the same season. This is always, you're out for the year. 
Now, what's interesting, Sharif, is we, you know, we run a, I run a company called The Predictors, and we look at all the data. I've got data for years and years and years and years looking at how injuries behave in NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, et cetera, but particularly in the NFL. And no one's, no one's come back from Achilles tear, same season, first of all. Second is, guess what? When you come back, you're not as good that first year back, and especially the first 6, 9, 12 games back for a variety of reasons, whether it's just even the mental side, not only the performance side of what your calf and leg can do. And which is really interesting because when you look at even in basketball and you, you look at what it took Kevin Durant to get back, we had Kamran uh, Hamid on it. He was telling us it was 19 months. This would be three months. So it, yeah. it is really bizarre. And then when you yeah. look at even like ACLs, okay, so Zuckerberg says he wants to fight uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> so he goes and he trains and he pulls yeah. out his ACL. Yeah, his and then, yeah. And then Daniel Jones, you know, he turns in the pocket, blows out his ACL. So those two guys come into your office. Cause those are the guys you see. Do you speak to them differently? Because one guy is a, a billionaire and one guy is <laughs> just a, a professional football player. Uh, it doesn't matter. They all want to get back. They want to get back sooner stronger better i mean it doesn't matter it's all the same it's all the same mentality i don't care if it's the 19 20 year old uh the 23 year old pro football player or the you know the zuckerbergs of the world they all want to get back stronger faster better and they don't want to give up their lifestyle they want to go back in the ring they want to go back in the cage it, it just doesn't matter and so we have to find ways to innovate but we also have to find ways to collaborate we got to collaborate with our therapists our athletic trainers our strength and conditioning We've really got to do a better job, I think, with that to help help our athletes get back quicker and better. We've also been a little conservative, just to be honest. I think we've been conservative in what we do and how we approach things, how we do our traditional rehab and get the muscles woken up. I mean, you, you look at Deshaun Watson, for example. He's actually going to do great. In my opinion, he's going to do great. Why? Glenoid fracture, you get it done fixed early, you put the cartilage back, you put the bone back, you put the socket back, he's going to do just fine. Now, the guy's injury prone, he's coming off a lot of injuries, he's got, he's got a bunch of other things going on, this just keeps going on. Uh, there is a rate of re-injury, it doesn't matter. The, the shoulder for him will do very well, done for the season. If it was actually early in the season, there's something – where he actually broke his glenoid frac, you know, broke his glenoid, broke his bone. I mean, you know this, it's probably easier to recover from than anything else. We've had bone procedures in the shoulder that you and I both do. And I'd feel pretty comfortable returning someone at nine, yeah, 10, 12 weeks. It's probably yeah. going to be healed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have returned, I have returned professional quarterbacks, professional football players after a clavicle fracture. Plate, screws, extra things, all the other stuff we add at it, sometimes two plates. We make it super strong. We brought those people back at six or seven weeks, stuff we would never do before. Yeah, or but these guys, these level. guys are all like high-level athletes. Like, look at Zuckerberg. Like, I'm not gonna say anything bad about him, but like he just started doing jujitsu. Like, this guy was obviously not athletic in his lifetime, and now he starts doing a high-level sport and he tears <laughs> his ACL, right? So, how like and I I see this all the time. I'm sure you see it. Like, these guys pick up running or pickleball, and like they've never done anything in their life, and then they get hurt. So, like, I feel like we need to have, like, some orthopedic prehab education where if people are going to start to play sports, they need to, like, do some conditioning. Yeah. 
No question. I mean, I mean, you look at Zuckerberg and you're like, okay, dude, um, you got the injury, you were training, you're an extreme sport type environment. You probably could have prevented that, but that's exactly the environment I grew up in. The environment I grew up in was I, I grew up with a team, meaning I, I took care of the Navy SEAL team guys on the West Coast orthopedically, and they, we couldn't afford an injury. Like you get injured and one of the platoon guys goes down, bad things happen. You know, they, they get really injured or they die. It's, it's a problem. So those are the things we're kind of trying to get used to and develop and help innovate and try to make the right timeline to come back. But, you know, that was kind of life or death type of decision making, not not just the cage fighting. I mean, it might be some of that. I mean, you get the crap beat out of you, but it ain't bullets flying. So that's the world I sort of grew up in, knowing how to try to figure this out. I mean, we didn't know what to do. We knew it had to be stronger. We knew it had to be faster. We knew it had to be better. It's all the same. It's all the same thing. And all, all, of, them, all of them want the same thing. I don't care if it's a SEAL team individual. I don't care if it's Zuckerberg. I don't care if it's Deshaun, uh, Aaron Rodgers. They all want to get back. They all want to go there. And uh, I, I, I think I think we'll see them. I, to be honest, the data speaks. I don't think we're going to see the same Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be able to move around in the pocket as much. He's going to be sore. He's going to be achy. It's just a matter of time. But I like that we're pushing the envelope and we have the right people doing it. I love that we're pushing the envelope. My biggest concern is where we started this conversation when they don't get back to that level and it's our fault. That's that's the part that I get frustrated by and I hope it doesn't happen. You right. didn't cause the injury. It's not your fault. <laughs> no, no, you're right, but... I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I know, you know, we know very well and I know I talked to, you know, did Aaron surgery and I'm like, you know, Aaron, you want to come back early? What's your, what did you sign <laughs> in case you retire right. this again? I mean, I, to be honest for, right. you know, for our protection, you want to come back? I say you're done for the season as your treating surgeon, but if you want to get back, all right, we will agree to clear you. However, comma, there's a bunch of stipulations and we're going to have to, attorney the hell out of this thing because you can see what's going to happen and it's a problem we want to do the best thing we want our best people taking care of all these people of all walks of life to get them back but we certainly we're, we're going to push the envelope but we need to have a collaborative approach one that's not going to come after you and sue you for 40 million dollars yeah i think that's absolutely correct and if we, if we can do this right and make sure that everyone knows that everyone we got the best team in place and then we can't get back that everybody knew it so it's almost like in that in that lawsuit for 43 million i, I scratch my head and i say <laughs> what was told to the player like what where was that disconnect so that 12 you know a jury of 12 was like yeah it was the doctor's fault that's the part that i just can't wrap my brain around yeah no that, i mean obviously it was a complex case but one mm -hmm. that that stung at us i mean it was a gut punch for all of us that helped take care of professional athletes it's, it's a huge problem and and you know we can attorney the hell out of it we can get better consents we can have you sign this we can have you do this we can have you do all these other things i don't know if it matters at the end of the day you know there's still a risk ratio there um and uh it's it's a high equation the the amount that you're compensated to do for a surgery and your team's compensated the amount of time the amount of phone calls the amount of just to have one professional athlete show up in your office is literally eight to ten phone calls it's unbelievable and then that's that's they may not even come and so sometimes they come sometimes they do um but you know they're shopping around checking things out getting opinions and you know sometimes they come but you know what none of that's compensated number one number two is the second thing is 
you know, the, the surgery is just done and that's not, I mean, at the end of the day, that's not a lot of compensation. And so the, the, the ratio on that is massive, <laughs> the, the potential risk and liability versus what the overall potential compensation is. It's not that much when you think about it, you know, like these docs that do this stuff, including myself, we ain't getting paid that much to do it to take care of Aaron Rodgers. It ain't, it ain't there. <laughs> so that's that's a huge shoulder, risk. Not sports. That's why I need shoulder. <laughs> but you know what's funny is I, I've seen your place at, at Stemmen Hawkins, or excuse me, Stemmen Philippa now, but your your therapy is second to none. You have, this, you have the best therapist. But even with that being said, your team, your collaborative team, isn't your team in, the, in these cases. You do the surgeon, then they fly home to work with their therapists, with their trainers. And you better hope that they're doing what Matt Provincher wants, but exactly right. it may not be. So it, yeah, it, it's a right. crazy system. But Matt, thanks for coming on. I mean, I'm excited yeah. to you know maybe even bring you back from time to yeah. time with weird injuries. I would love to do I this. Want, do this on a uh, injury basis. We're around. I love it. Yeah, and I want to tell a quick story, real quick, about you and I when we were in San Diego at a meeting together. It's actually a picture that's on our website. You had yeah. your. Um, I forgot which ring from the uh, Patriots, and it was missing a diamond. <laughs> totally, and, you and, and, and I and I put it on, and I looked at it, and it was missing the diamond on the super on the Lombardi Trophy. And I said, "Is there no diamond on this?" Because that was Deflate Gate, and you just <laughs> grabbed you grabbed the ring back, and, said, and you just like took it and just walked away. So, <laughs> Wait, how much how much did you get for it? Did you sell it? How much was it? No, uh, the the one diamond I yeah. got. I think they said it's cubic zirconia. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you, Kraft is not doing any CZ. There's no, no, no. skimp in there. No, it's all good. No. Hey, uh, gentlemen, a pleasure, Sharif. Thank you. Yeah, a pleasure. Well, Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Thanks guys. Matt. Bye. This episode of I'm a Pod Star, Not a Doctor is sponsored by V Surgic, your secure live connection into the operating room, bringing you the best live surgical events from the world's leading surgeon. Visit vsurgic.com for more information. So that's really interesting <laughs> to get the take of uh, of the one of these team docs that's doing all this stuff. And I, I like the word he said, we got an attorney the hell out of this yeah i mean dude that that's the thing right so like you know you all, you like build up your name and you're like the best right like you're doing arthroscopic ladder jays and then an nfl athlete wants and they come to you and you're mm -hmm. just like all right yeah like because normally it's like no big deal and then now you have like these extra layers of like sports and like legal people and television you know some people like that that's cool yeah and I think the key is, he said it best, if you have your group, and yeah. I think part of that group needs to be an attorney. I lay in the cup, bro. Like, I'm, I'm out here for the community. Like, I'm doing, I'm doing that, you know, surgery on everybody else. I'll, I'll send all the all the famous peeps to you. You can, you know, you're good. Uh, you know what? It's so funny. <laughs> uh, I got asked, I got a call one day, just a random call from the NFL. This one lady from the NFL, and she's like, hey. I know you've seen a couple of patients as second opinions and she's like, I know you're not affiliated with the team. Would you be a doc that we could send some patients to or players to, to because you're not associated and affiliated with the team as a, an unbiased like doc? I said, sure. And so he's absolutely right. I've had three patients that were supposed to come through. One showed up. 
no less than 10 calls each. And it was crazy. And part of it was during COVID because they couldn't travel for physicals. So they would go to local guys like me or the team docs. And it was crazy because it was the amount of scrutiny that they wanted us to do. But at the end of the day, they make their own decisions. So it, it is, there's like this disconnect. It's like, we can tell you. And they're like, that. thanks doc. Uh, he's going to play. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, what, what are you going to do? You you see you see the athletes all party with them. You you can operate on them. <laughs> You're doing the bottle service, guys. Yeah, and, uh, I'm hanging right, out. Right. I'm hanging out at the club with you know. Let's go. We're going to the rap <laughs> show. You know, we're going. We're going to... <laughs> I want to do the You're, you're not yeah. wrong, but yeah. you know, speaking of attorneys, do you want to tell us a little story? Me? But, no. Yeah. No. You no. don't. Do you not want to tell us? But you will tell us. What do you mean? There's no stories to tell. Let's bring the attorneys on. <laughs> what, don't you want to ask him a question? We're going to ask him questions. So do you know the attorney's name? we got to intro this guy. Uh, so um, I'm pretty excited because not only is he a great attorney here in the Detroit area, uh, but he is a dear friend of Bobby Buckets slash Bobby Digital slash Bobby Demosky. And so they grew up <laughs> together. And this guy is legit. He is. I'm excited because he's like us. He's first generation here. We're taking over the world. So let's bring on Daniel Baroja. And he is an attorney that specializes primarily in estate planning and probate. But he's a wealth of knowledge in all things law. And the fact that we're doctors, we don't know shit about it. So whatever he tells us, we're going to believe. So let's bring <laughs> Daniel on. That's like the remix. That's a Law and Order remix. Danny, Daniel, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we start, is yeah. Daniel at work? Not really. Okay, <laughs> Be because Cup Daddy is Daniel at work and Danny after dark. No, no, it's the opposite. It's Danny at work and then Daniel like outside. No, I mean it's I, it's all over the place. I mean, people come in, clients call me Daniel, whatever. And then like somebody, the staff will say Danny. And they're like, hey, is Danny in? And we're like, I'm like, yeah, I'm here. What do you guys need? So yeah. as an attorney, you don't care what they call you as long as the check clears. I'm yeah, sorry. It's too, it's, 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 it's too soon in the pot to start hitting <laughs> with the attorney jokes. That's working. No, so, all right. So we're going to have Cuff Daddy on and we're going to make you Law Daddy. So, so that's going to be. We want to ask you some questions. And yes. a lot of it, a lot of it pertains to the podcasts and social media and then us being doctors, right? So there's a big push for us to kind of get online, let's say, TikTok, social media, Twitter, Instagram. And a lot of our posts are visual per se, right? So we're we're over here going to meetings telling doctors, hey, you need to get on social media, you need to get on this, you need to get on these millennials. But like are we where's like the line, right? You see a lot of doctors like Lady Spine Doc, for example, Corey Callendine, a lot of these big guys, and they're posting surgeries and and pictures of stuff. Like, 
where do we like where do we be careful like are we exposing ourselves to litigation to get in trouble with hospitals like what do you see what do i see in general i mean obviously medical malpractice is not my forte <laughs> <laughs> no no i know but just like just general legal stuff dude you no know like like I mean, social if, media if look at it in a in a general sense let's say i mean if, if you're posting videos of a surgery that you're doing let's say if you fuck that up you're, you're looking at something pretty bad right i mean you're the evidence is there so be careful one way um another another way i would look at it is probably just a privacy concern right i'm assuming any of those individuals who are actually posting that stuff have some sort of release from the person uh whether or not they're showing their face or whatever right because it's it's their own privacy they don't they're not there for you to make millions of views and become a, a pot star not a doctor right so those, yeah. those are probably the two primary ones I would look at. I mean, it's like anything else. It's, it's only, it's only what you can prove. So if you provide the evidence, I'm going to use it. That's for sure. I guess where I'm confused by it is every meeting we go to and there's young doctors and, and they say, what should I do? The common theme is you got to increase your social profile. You have to you have to be out there. You have to have a great website. You have to be on social media. You have to do this, 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 this. But you're saying be careful because essentially I'm putting it in writing, but we're in picture of the stuff that I'm doing. And I mean, should I consult an attorney and have a consent made for all the stuff I put on social media? Is there like what would you recommend if I'm your client and I walk in and I say, hey, here's what I want to do? I mean, it's. I'd probably refer you to somebody else who's, who's better, more knowledgeable in that area. But in a general sense, yeah. I mean, think of uh, this is probably a big thing a while ago. Do you guys remember when they used to have like those bounce house places, right? Yeah. Like, uh, hey, take your kids in and sign their life away. Um, because we still have you, them. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really happen anymore because obviously it's beyond the scope, but like stuff came down where it's, it's, you can't really sign away your minor child's life because of some negligent act of the facility that you're at. So that's kind of grayed out at whatever point, but when, when you're coming into a point where you're posting some sort of video or picture of somebody else's life, performing some sort of procedure, I mean, you're, you're doing that act voluntarily, right? And it's, so you're, you're showing that to the world to garner some sort of benefit from it, right? Whether it's, more presence, showing how great you are at your whatever you're doing. Um, you're, you're getting some sort of benefit from it. So it's it's you have to be careful in that sense, because you don't know what's actually going to occur during that that uh, time frame that you're doing it. And who knows what the outcome is going to be? And and I mean, if if somebody came in and was like, what should I do? I would, I would say the same thing I, I think I was telling you guys earlier was consent releases, right? I mean, Definitely. Everybody has to sign one when you're doing a movie, right? They have a contract. Everything is kind of there. If, if somebody's coming in, they, they think you're just going to be taking their temperature, right? But they're getting undressed or it's like a physical or something like that, right? I don't think there's going to be a camera looking at my private parts while I'm doing a physical. See what I'm saying? So it's like maybe it's in Cuff Daddy's office, but not in no, my. No, dude, what the fuck? No, bro. <laughs> uh, no, no, I do. I do get I do get consents on my patients now. Um, you know, Steve yeah. Mora, uh, he's pretty prolific on on Instagram, and and he does it. You know, sports, and he's the one who showed me, and and I basically do that now. You know, and, and I don't. I guess my benefit is mainly just it's just transparency. You know, I'm doing it 
to show patients what I do. It's a lot easier to like have a video. And then when I tell them what I'm going to do, I just pull up my Instagram and show them the video. I'm like, here, I'm going to do this. Right. And then they're like, oh, that's cool. And then they kind of get it. But, you know, I do, you do run into situations where like, um, you know, you figure out multiple hospitals, multiple surgery centers, some, you know, whether or not you have the consent or not, some hospitals may have different policies. So, you know, are you going to get in trouble with the hospital? Are you going to get in, you know, stuff like that? So I think there's just a lot of different layers. That's true too. I mean, I'm just thinking of it if you're doing it in your own office, right. And you, you own the venue, but yeah, I mean, if you're at a hospital, I mean, think about a situation where let's say you did a surgery at a, at a hospital somewhere in the same day, somebody else died on the table, right. At that place. And they look into your video and they see that the whole place is a freaking mess, right? There's blood everywhere or there's dirt, there's a little rat that runs across the ground. Okay. Now the hospital doesn't want anybody else to see that if that's the case. I mean, I'm assuming it's not really the case, but just, just to make an example out of it, if I seen that and I was like, oh, this is where, the, this is where my client's family member died. Look, there's a rat. Okay. There's some sort of negligence going on there. You know, they're not cleaning up the place. Maybe they're, maybe they don't have enough staff. Maybe they're using dirty utensils, right? All this, all this kind of stuff. It's, it's like the little tidbits of it that you kind of have to piece together. And that's where you'll build a case. Um, and I'm assuming that's also why, I mean, if I was a hospital, if I'm not, if I own the hospital, I don't know what goes on every day, all day, right? You can't, unless you have cameras everywhere and AI robots figuring out what everybody's doing 24 <laughs> seven, you know, you're not going to know what's actually occurring. So you don't know if somebody screws up or not, or if there's just some sort of issue that's, that's occurring, but you definitely don't want that out in the, you know, ethos where anybody can just pick that up and put it on Facebook. Like, ew, look at Henry Ford or ew, look at Beaumont or whatever it is. People do that though. I've seen it like on Reddit, like Yelp, you know, they're just trying to bash these places. Yeah. But so I mean, what's, the, what's the alternative? You're going to start doing surgeries in your freaking garage, you know? Potentially. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> thinking about it. I can I can go to oh, eBay and get all the equipment I need. It'll be fine. Yeah. Go to yeah. the dark web and get all my medicine. It'll be good. Just do like a Dexter and just put what's that stuff called? The plastic all around everything. Just make sure nothing gets in or out. <laughs> we want to know. So you know, I have a I have a ton of lawyer friends. I've never asked them in public on a recorded setting, but like, do lawyers like just like no no joke? Don't 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 bullshit me. Do you guys fuck with doctors or not? Or Raise you your right hand. Hate on us. Yeah. Tell us the hand. truth. What's yeah. the general the truth consensus? Nothing but the truth. What's the general consensus of lawyers yeah, versus so doctors? Are you guys like fuck them, or are you guys like no, nah, they're cool? <laughs> uh, I'm probably. He had to think about it too long. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to put anybody else in a bad spot. I'm in the we're kind of grouped together. I think you guys are cool normally, right? There's some doctors I just don't like. Um, and that's just a personality trait, not, not a, right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> not a whole, <laughs> it's not across your guys' uh, profession as in, your, in the spectrum, but yeah, I mean, I, I think most of us get along, but I like, I have friends who are in the medical field and I'll, I'll just fuck with them, but sometimes I'll push it too far and they'll get really angry at me. And I'm like, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm not <laughs> But it's, it's, it's the same, I think it's the same thing for doctors versus uh, attorneys. I don't know how many 100%. doctors they just, they just talk shit about me. I was like, what, are you going to sue me? I'm like, yeah, actually, I freaking will. You want to, yeah? You should <laughs> carry, you should carry, like, an actual 
lawsuit in your pocket, a piece of paper, so could yeah. do just piss you off the bar, just like slip it to him, be like, dude, I just wrote. Oh yeah, get one of those. Yeah, God, just like lawyers man. are What's your name? Dude, lawyers are essential. My father-in-law's a lawyer, so I got one in the bag. So don't fuck with me. Uh, but you know, a bunch of my friends in my fraternity were lawyers, uh, and you know, I need them contract reviewing or or starting a new practice. I like you know, there's a lot of stuff you need lawyers for. I think in you know, in general, we should be kind of collegial. But yeah, there's always there's always you're always worried about. Like I had a patient actually who was a lawyer, and I always asked them just because I like to know what people do for a job. I'm like, what do you do for work? Oh, I'm a lawyer. Oh, cool. What kind of law do you practice? I sue doctors. So I'm yeah. like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then I, you know, I did surgery on him. I wasn't scared. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you probably took a little extra time, though, sewing him back No, up. dude. For me, it was like, oh, okay, let's do it. Boom. You know, Honestly, it's not like, right? I, those are the ones I probably make sure that I do a great job so that when he leaves, I'm like, look, we're not all dicks. We're all not I make terrible. sure I do a great job all the time, Sharif. I right. Don't know of course. You're... Of course. But I, I Come put on. a bow on that one. I put a bow on that one. What, what, what? What'd you say? Said, there's no way you guys, there's, you can't always have somebody come in and you're just, you love every patient of yours. I guarantee there's gotta be somebody who comes to you like, you know what? I'm going to F up this guy. I don't even care. No, 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 no. no. I'm not. If, if there's a guy, and so this is a true story. <laughs> this is a very true story. So I saw a guy and he comes in and he says, Hey doc, I'm here because of my shoulder. I said, okay, cool. It's good. Cause I take care of shoulders. He goes, it's my rotor cup. I'm like, your rotor cuff? Wow. I go, your rotator cuff. Yeah. And he goes, no, you ain't listening. It's your rotor cuff. And I was he's like, oh, shit. No, uh, he's not a lawyer, but but okay. you're talking about just in general patients. <laughs> and I, my response was, you know what? I'm not very good at rotor cuffs. The dude down the street, though, he's real good. <laughs> and in, in that moment, and, and I've actually divorced patients on the spot. It's like I can tell the dynamic between us is not going to work. Yeah. And I just like you, you might look at me and be like, ah, I just don't want to take you on as a client. But there's times I might see a patient and you're talking to him, you're telling him and they're just like, their motives are different. You can tell they're not going to be compliant or they, they'll tell you they're not going to be compliant. I'm like, you know, here's what I need from you. You can't offer it to me. Let me give you a name of three other surgeons and, and go see one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And so you're right. I'm not going to fuck them up but I'm not going to take care of them. I'm going to make sure they get taken care of, but it won't be me. That's how I handle that situation. I don't know about you, Danny. I cuff mean, daddy, excuse me. Hold on, cuff daddy. Okay, we got cuff daddy and law daddy because you're both Danny. So cuff daddy. <laughs> <laughs> what heard, do you think? I heard you know how to see walk because it just so happens that I do too. And I was like, what? Did Bobby tell you that? that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Like, but do you do like, you know, you like, you do the little like tap the leg and you know, yeah, I used, to, I used to be able to get down with it pretty big. Pretty oh, big. shit. All right, all right. Uh, uh, here it comes. Here yeah. it comes. I was waiting for my turn, man. What's up, Danny? <laughs> okay, hold up. I, I have a, a very serious question to ask because Cuff Daddy over here said something, and I got to okay. get opinions from you guys because so something that happens with me all the time is I get friends, people I know, whatever, just asking for little favors. Like, Cuff Daddy, for example, asking me to help him claim his Google page. Like, all the time, no big deal. But you guys, like, Sharif, you get phone calls from me about my injuries all the time. Danny, my Danny, um, you get me calling you and texting you about the verbiage on my contracts all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, 
how annoyed do you guys get with family and friends over that shit? Because no. I I know for a fact, like my dad when I was a kid, he didn't mind doing it for some people, and he hated doing it for other people. That's shout exactly how I feel. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> hope you're listening. I hope you. I threw you under the bus with that one. Um, but like, yeah, is it just like depends on the person, or do you guys just hate that shit? No, it depends on the person. Depends yeah. on the person. And I'll be honest with you, in the majority of cases, I could give a shit. I would happily help. I mean, somebody was blowing my Facebook messenger up, and it's a person that I peripherally know. And she's like, hey, look at my kid's x-ray. What should I do? And I'm like, go see this dude. No problem. But then, like, here comes another text. Like, what do you think he's going to do? I'm like, well, you'll text me and let me know what he says. So don't take advantage of it. But at the same time, I'm happy to help. But I mean, a perfect example is tonight, a buddy of mine who's a CPA, I asked him to do some stuff for me. And he was like, no problem. I said, what do I owe? He goes, he goes I've called you enough times for my free orthopedic care. So as professionals, I think we all lean on each other. And that's what's nice to have friends in a bunch of different places. Some, some guys who can do like websites and sweet logos and stuff like that, like you, Bobby, and produce our podcast. But there's always, I think, a place for that. Now, I'm happy to pay you if you were to say, hey, you owe me this. Okay. And then next time you call me, I'll be like, hey, yeah, guess what? Come on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't get free legal shit. All my lawyer friends charge me. Do they really? <laughs> That's surprising. I get I mean, a lot of calls all the time. I mean, yeah, there's, I, I think it's also situational. For me, it's mostly just based on the person and it's then, it's kind of a, a slippery slope. All right. I'll just, we'll start there. It's based on the person for me. And I, I try to help anybody, even if I don't know them, right. If they just call me a lot, I get people calling me all the time. They just want free advice. Cool. I'll talk to you, you know, but when it starts happening at almost congruently repeated pace, like I got to talk to this person 25 times in four days, about 30 different topics, basically want me to solve every issue that they've ever seen. Right. Or basically write them a, a book. At some point, I'm like, look, I've kind of done enough, right? What do you want from me? Like, we're not we're not close anyway, right? So it's <laughs> I'm cool with, with having a conversation with you here and there. Or if you're actually a friend of mine, I'm I'm happy to help you out. Um, but it, it's sometimes I think it's it's only I'll only start getting a little bit stern about it when it's like, look, I have other things to do. I can't spend 40 hours helping you out in one week, right? Call me once every once in a while, and I have no problem doing that. There's but, that retainer. Right. It's not, you know, it's stuff like that. But, but most of the time, I, I think also it's just kind of comical at times because most of the time somebody calls me, it's not even a real problem. Right. It's like something stupid. They're like, hey, I got this thing in the mail and they told me I have to go to court. I'm like, OK, it's not really a problem. You know, Dude, a retainer is crazy. What if what if doctors had retainers like you want to see me? Your shoulder hurts. All right. Give me five G's. That's my retainer. And I'm going to see what's what. Hey, no, <laughs> that would be wild. It's you guys, it's you guys have spectrum. I don't even know what I have to pay you once the thing is done. I'm just like, okay, oh. yeah, I need this shoulder <laughs> surgery, but I don't know if I'm only five bucks or five million dollars at the end of it. I'm just don't, like, don't even law daddy, don't even start with me when it comes to that. <laughs> because the the worst part about our job is we don't even give you a number, we give you a code that is charged to your insurance. Then your insurance takes it, swirls it up, fucks it all up, and then says. It was $10,000 for the surgery all in, including the facility and this. We're going to give the facility $5,000. We're going to give them this much. We're going to give the doctor like $460. Bucks. And then, but guess what? I'm the face of it. 
So when you have a problem, you're like, dude, the hospital charged me like how much? And you call me. And I'm like, dude, I, I barely got like a tenth of what that total amount was. And better part of it is the code that I billed, I wasn't even paid in full. I've never once, no doctor has ever once seen that bill paid in full. So it, it's a it's a broken system. Now, Cuff Daddy, what you just said is called concierge medicine, where you pay a, essentially a subscription, a membership fee. Mm-hmm. And you it's pay 10 cheese a year and you say, you get hurt, just come see me. And that's it. You get to call me whenever you want. Here's my cell phone. So it, it's that's concierge medicine. That's on its way. The way insurance is pushing people. There's a there's a bunch of docs. My neighbors do that. They're two ER docs. They do concierge medicine. Um, they but it's hard to do that with ortho. Yes, but no. I think if you want to do it, I mean, like if I want a cuff daddy special versus the guy down the street, the cuff daddy might be so good that I I just want to pay it. I, I don't think I would mind knowing like, hey, if I fuck up something, I could just call the doctor and head on in, you know, without yeah. that's, what, that's what Bobby Digital does. He calls me. He's yeah. like, dude, I was, I was hooping. I crossed myself over. And I blew up my Achilles. <laughs> so, so two things. First of all, uh, Law Daddy can attest to the amount of times I've crossed myself over and embarrassed myself. So that's one of the reasons I brought him on anyways. Um, but he's your street credit. <laughs> He's just but number credit. two, the other reason I brought him on was legitimately just to connect him with you guys so he can call you when he's hurt. Like, I'm just putting him in into oh, our man. system at this point. So it's a, it's a favor yeah. I own. Yeah, so I got you, dog. Oh, my, my knee's still messed up. I tore my ACL last year. I got it. I got that. <laughs> I'll, I got that grenade cuff, Daddy. I'm actually going <laughs> to operate on the attorney. He's going to sign an extra consent. He'll be fine. Sign whatever you want. Just fix no, what you need. Yeah. So you still rocking no ACL in that knee? Yeah, I tore I tore it actually incidentally playing basketball in uh December and I a year was, ago. It was December of last year, yeah. And you just too busy working, you couldn't get it done? I mean like what? Yeah, so I went I went to see a couple uh like surgeons and then we were going to like schedule surgery and then we just didn't. And then all of a sudden it's November. So Sure. <laughs> It's kind Wait, of how does it about. feel? Are you walking okay? Like, cause there's some controversy about that right now, whether to get it fixed or not. You're pretty young. How old are you? Uh, me and Bobby are the same age, so I'm 37 now. Oh, bro, you gotta get I'm, that I'm, fixed. I'm three you weeks, look three weeks younger, younger, guys. Three Can weeks you younger. run and cut without your ACL? How no, no, I don't fuck with it at all. Like, I haven't played a sport, <laughs> so like I'm a little I don't bit depressed. Fuck with you? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't mess with it at all. I won't. I won't play any sports until I actually go get it fixed. Cause I, I, I kind of mess that up. Uh, with my shoulder, I had shoulder surgery a couple of years ago, but I tore that six, seven years ago. And like, I, I kept trying to work out afterward. It just didn't, wasn't the best idea. So it was, a so you're, you're, you're building a story for me that like, you just, you know, just take your time, you ease into your surgeries. I like it. That's cool. No, but this one was funny. Cause I was like, the minute I tore it, I was like, shit, I have to go get it surgery. Cause I, I was like, I just had surgery two years ago, but on my shoulder. And like, I have to go get it done. So I get, I set up the appointments real quick. I go to them and then there's like, I don't know what happened. There's like a no follow-up and there's supposed to be a follow-up, but then there's a miscommunication between me and whoever, whatever doctor it is. And then they try to call me and then I get out of work at 9 PM and I'm like, nobody's working now. And so it's like, and then all like I said, all of a sudden it's six months later, like life happened. And I'm like, so I was just talking to my wife recently about it. I'm like, Hey, I have to get surgery. Like, 
and I know ACL surgery is not easy. The recovery on it. I'm like, you're, I'm, you're basically going to like have a little nursery for me. Like you're going to have to give me milk. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to walk at all for like a month or something. Stupid. No, no, it's not that bad. It's that's that that's bad. how I like picture it in my head, but it's funny yeah. because I, I, I never had any injuries growing up playing all the sports. And then all of a sudden I hit my thirties and I'm like, break a foot, tear a uh, shoulder, tear my knee. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I'm like, I should have just tore when I was 18, like everybody else. And I wouldn't have to deal with it right now. See, you need a concierge surgeon with the See? way you're getting hurt. So I'm going to, I'll start you. You'll be my first client. I need a, I need a thousand a month and then you pay for everything else, but you get to call me whenever you want. That works. Charge it to Bobby's account. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now here's the real question. Our listeners want to know was yeah. Bobby digital crossing you over and you blew out your ACL. No, <laughs> actually, yeah, no. Uh, maybe Bobby needs a street cut. No. Yeah. No. No. So which is <laughs> no, I, I, I oh, haven't yes. played against Bobby in a while, but no, Any ball. We growing up, yeah. Bobby's dad used to cross us over when we were like seven. He was a guest. <laughs> really? Do you no, hang out with not. other lawyers? Like you know how like we're all hanging out with other doctors. Me and Sharif, we go out, we party with other doctors. Do you hang out with other lawyers, or do the guys not do that? No, yeah, we do. Just. Uh, <laughs> I think lawyers, when they get together after a certain point, it, it gets a little too rowdy. So. Yeah, dude, I went to like this work comp like thing with a bunch of work comp lawyers and they were getting lit. And I was like trying not to like get lit because I was trying to network. And these dudes were like, didn't even remember my name. I was putting cards in people's pockets. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. They used, they used it later on. They're yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> well, well that's the thing guys like i think what they like, say like i think attorneys are i think we dropped down i think it's like the third most uh third profession with the highest level of substance abuse isn't like dentists number one i think attorneys yeah. were number two before maybe we're number three Dennis now used to also have the highest suicide rate i was like yo they, like i mean still do they, strange to me which well i think because everyone i mean when was the last time you're like i cannot wait right. to go to the dentist Nobody this. says that. They're like, I, I hate going to the I dentist. I like going to the dentist. I, didn't I actually that. know this, guys. I got you. See, Danny, Cup Daddy, I know my shit, all right? Okay, so I spent, I spent a good amount of time in the dental industry. Um, I have so many prior <laughs> careers you guys don't even know. No, there's, there's a few different factors. One is um, actually the hearing loss associated with uh, the dental industry because they're just at the chair with drills going in one ear the whole time because they're here. And so um, the hearing loss has a ton of like mental health effects apparently from some of the studies that were out there. And then number two, it's they're working in small spaces all day long. So it's like working in a fucking cave, like, and a lot of it's anecdotal still. It's not like full pledge, but mm. that shit just like causes a lot of the issues apparently from what I've seen. Are you sure about that? That sounds, that, that sounds like, like some made up shit. I'm That's like 30% true. sure. That whole thing was anecdotal. <laughs> <laughs> she's like I, I i think he read it on a meme like that's that. probably yeah but um no i want to go back a second though i want to point something out so so danny law daddy over here this is so fucking hard differentiating between you two right now because i know everyone's just listening daddy. and they can't see so i i'm trying to be clear on it so danny's being very even keel right now he has been arguing with everybody including me for the past 35 years so I can't imagine him and other lawyers getting together and having two drinks and then just arguing all night long at a bar. Like that's all that I picture happening with you guys. 
Actually, I don't even know. When did we meet, man? Because I don't even remember our first meeting. Were we like two or three? Like two or three years old, yeah. Because all I remember is you were you were in my life when I could have memories. So that's how I knew I've known you since we were like babies. Isn't that that's like the sweetest thing I've ever heard? This is oh gonna turn into one of those emotional pods, man. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Hallmark podcast. Hallmark edition? Yeah. 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 No, no, no the, the, I don't think it's supposed to be arguing. Like yeah. attorneys don't get together. We don't really want to talk about that. Like it, I if even if I think every attorney I'm talking to is a fucking idiot, which is most of the time all right i don't think we're all created equal but let's say huh. we all get together we're really gonna just talk shit about opposing counsel on a case that you don't like right you're like this guy's an idiot this is what he did blah 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 blah, blah. or this guy did this something stupid blah 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 blah, blah. And you're like yeah whatever man and shut up and like just try to drown it out and it's i think at some point it gets it gets a little too uh in depth like everybody's complaining about people other people complaining to them all day because essentially all i am is a is a glorified problem solver right so if nobody calls me it's like hey man let's hang out like oh, okay it's gonna be fun they call me there's a freaking problem I'm like oh my god i got 13 other things to do right now what can i help you with kind of thing and then it's just it just builds up so it's like you always get the negative all the time and it's not always happiness so if, if there's a bunch friends. of together yeah it's just gonna i'm be, gonna call you and just bullshit because that's what i do i call my friends and just bullshit I like, why, if, I like, you ever, if you ever ask Bobby when Bobby like texts me or calls me, I'm like, "What's up, dude?" I will stop. I'll be in the middle of court and I'll freaking walk out. I'm like, "What do you mean, man? Just get me out of reality for seven minutes." What problem you have? Oh, your something doesn't work. Cool. It's like a easy problem fix. I don't. I'm like, awesome. This is awesome. Actually, the conversation is usually, "What problem you have?" I'm like, "Did we remember that summer in like '03? Were we eating gushers or fruit by the foot? I can't remember what we were doing that weekend." Yeah, and, and like, he'll he'll remember every piece of it. So. <laughs> Well, so, because, Bob, because Bob, me and Bobby remain friends, and this is one thing I don't think I've, I've ever even told him. The only reason why we remained friends forever was because when we were little kids, he had Dunkaroos, all right? <laughs> Our family, we didn't have stuff like that. So I was like, hey, no, I'm going to Bobby's house. You're like, oh. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, no, we're just going to go play. We're going to play Nintendo 64 or something because Bobby would have that when it first came yeah. out. We weren't allowed to have stuff like that. I had to wait until I was in high school to get a 64, right? When it, when the new stuff came out. But he would have like Dunkaroos. I'm like, dude, this is the best thing ever. And I used to eat like nine of them. And then his mom would like look at me weird. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't really know what the value of that was. <laughs> have snacks all. I used to just crush those things. And then I had like it's, a stomach ache afterward. But that's how we remain cool for a long time. So it's I got funny because I've, sorry, Sharif, I, I'm going to, I'm going to stop the, the, trip down memory lane after this one, but I've never told him this. The only reason we remained friends is because even though we had the Dunkaroos, his family always had a box of the uh, um, oatmeal cream pies, the little Debbie's. Oh, those, are, throw those, down. those are so good. I remember that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's because we used to hoard them. Like I would steal them. <laughs> They're good cold. The if you put them in the fridge. Hide them in the basement and tell my mom we don't have yep. any. And yep. then we used to just keep replenishing it. That was under the ping pong table or whatever, right? Do you remember yeah, that? Yes, sir. Yep. It's me that didn't work. Imagine. All right. Danny and I are going to take off. Cuff Danny and I are going to take off. You keep going. We'll catch them like 20, 30 yeah, minutes. I was going to say, we're going to okay. we're gonna have our own, our own session. I'll leave the show back to you guys. No, I got a question, Bobby, since you've known him this long. So when Tiger Woods was young, he would have a golf club in his hand and he'd swing the golf club. And then like, you know, everybody kind you look back, you say, oh, I could see that. I can see why he turned out. So as an attorney, was he just like arguing? about everything just a super pain in the ass 
so so here's the the interesting thing like so my my brother we always knew my brother nick was going to be a doctor like since why age of five i mean he his interest he always wanted my to, dad right? yeah my dad was a doctor he just like he gravitated towards it, right? That's what I'm saying. So did you, yeah, could you tell knew, he was going to be a lawyer? We knew Danny was going to be a lawyer since kindergarten, 100%. Really and, so even, and even if he didn't want to be, his dad was going to make him be a lawyer, like 100%. <laughs> you will be a that's lawyer. The, yeah. That's the first know. generation shit. Dude, my boy, yeah, totally. my best man, my best man in my wedding, my roommate in college, Kenneth, he went to law school, went to Madison uh, in Wisconsin, and he didn't like law. Then he became a cop. And then now he owns a jujitsu studio. And he's happy as a clam. I thought you were going to be like, he went to the FBI because he was a no, cop dude. and an attorney. He just didn't fuck with it. He was like, dude, I'm, I don't fuck with it. But he's a super smart dude. And he has like a law education now. Did he finish law school or he like dropped out? Yeah, dude. No, he finished, bro. The dude's smart as shit. Like he reads like all day long. Like just reads like for fun. Like who does that? You know, law but he school, just, like, law school changes you, man. It's a different like. It just sucks all the time. <laughs> you know? Like for the three or four years or however long you're there, it's just like this is blows, you know. And it, I don't. It, it might be similar for medical school, but it's it's completely different than the practice of law is, right? You, you get into law school and like you'll start learning some cool stuff, right? Everybody loves criminal law class start talking about murders and how all this stuff happens. And we talk about real cases and blah, blah, blah. Do you blah. watch Suits? Do you watch Suits on Netflix? Like three times, yeah. <laughs> Dude, my, that show's dope. My yeah. wife, like, fucking loves that show. Yeah. yeah I've I watched it a couple of times. I like that show a lot. I mean, it's a very dramatized version. Right. Oh, dude, because if that's what being a lawyer was like, like, I'd I'd be a lawyer because that that that's pretty dope what they do. Yeah, Harvey Specter is a fucking gangster in that, in that show. <laughs> you know? He's like, but that's like Harvey. Yeah. Yeah, but there's there's not. I I think the closest actual show to being a doctor, Grey's Anatomy. Fuck that, Scrubs. <laughs> no, Scrubs dude, Grey's Anatomy is like Grey's on a, point. Grey, Everything no. about Grey's Anatomy is what it's like. Are you kidding? <laughs> the drama, the surgery, everything. Shut everything. your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. You don't. Then you didn't even go to. Nope. You, nope. Oh, he got. It's a foul. That's a foul. He's getting pulled out of the studio for a second. Wow, you got out. kicked out. You got kicked that's out nice. of the studio. <laughs> you got back in. That, that's <laughs> the first time that's ever happened. You no, it happens when my internet studio. goes out. My internet. Well, that's that's right self-induced. Yeah. That's self-induced. You don't know Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, you haven't missed a thing. I do. Actually, <laughs> you have. However many hours people watched it for, they can't get back. So you're fine. That's I awesome. mean, Scrubs is funny, but it wasn't like that realistic, though. Honestly, the surgeon the was the funniest. The surgeon was it's the, the most realistic of all of them. It's still not realistic, but it's the closest. The Good Doctor is definitely not. Oh, I don't watch that. I can't watch it. I've only seen a doctor, preview. I was like, I'm surprised you watch Suits, dude, because like after I became a doctor, like I do not do anything medical show. I just can't. I can't. It's not real. I I like suits because it was well. First, it started when I was in like law school, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool, right? This is what I want to be." And then you get out, and you're like, all I do is is typing stuff up, and you know, trying to save somebody some money or something like that. But <laughs> save me money. of it, you knew you knew it was fake, right? Because you're because you'd be watching the show, you're like, "That's not legal," right? In your head, you're like, "That's not legal. They can't do that." And then you're like, "Oh, for, I keep forgetting it's a fucking show." 
right? That's the case. They're getting paid millions of dollars to pretend to be lawyers and I'm making pennies actually being one, right? Yeah, well, it's also like when you watch the, the doctor shows and they show the, the guy in the ER and then he's like a dermatologist and then he's like doing surgery and orthopedics. And then it's like, dude, none of this is real. It's like nobody can do it all. It's like it just—it's just like an attorney that can do anything from like criminal law to state law to probate to, you know. Yeah, it's and, uh, and it's I, like it just doesn't exist unless you live in a small town, and it's the one guy. I know, but then that the problem there too is that you're not getting good service, right? I mean, you, you got to specialize in something because even even if you specialize, you can't know. It's hard to even know every single thing about just what you're good at, right? Or what you specialize in. Uh, I forgot, somebody told me something a long time ago, it always stuck with me. And it was like, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. So that's like the general practice attorney. You like said it. whatever he does for you is gonna suck. But if that's your only choice or you can't afford a better attorney, like this is what you're stuck with. He's better than you, right? If you're not a lawyer, more like- I got, a, I got a buddy of mine, he's a weed attorney. With this big boom in recreational and yeah. and all that stuff, he's just a straight up weed attorney, yeah. and so the best part. And he does great. And I ran into him in uh, Vegas at um, Beauty and Essex in the Cosmo, and he's bringing these guys out to dinner. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. He's like, "Come over and say hi to everybody." I'm like, "Okay." So he had the two farmers, which were just two of the highest human beings I've ever met that looked like farmers. Yeah. And then he was the attorney. And then he had the people that were like, they ran the facilities that housed the plants. So, and then it was like seven different factions of weed distribution, legal weed distribution and him. And it was the most eclectic group of people I've ever seen. I laughed so hard because I was like, he couldn't figure out who to talk to, how to talk to, because he would have talked to the weed guys one way talk to the distributor people one way it was i'm like dude i couldn't do this 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 will make my head explode he's like it pays well i'm like okay yeah, it's, it's getting pulled in all the all different directions too. oh it was so great well on this show i don't know if you listened i doubt it so uh on this show we do a game called keeping it gangster keeping it gangster So we play a game called Keeping a Gangster, but th- today we're going to do the law edition. Okay. All right. <laughs> it, works. it works. So I'm going to show you some words. Law you're slang. Tell me what it, law. Well, actually, these are law words. I looked up law slang. It didn't exist. There's like nothing. So <laughs> I, 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 found, I found good words. Ready? Like dictionary slang. Go ahead. So re- ready? The first one. What is a okay. laughing air? That's strange. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of a laughing heir other than in a practical sense. But an heir is somebody who's entitled to a decedent's estate. Correct. But a laughing heir is somebody who is so distant that the loss of the person that they're inheriting the money from, there will be no bereavement because they're so far removed. So they're called a laughing heir because they could give a shit that they died, but they're going to collect the money. Ooh. I never heard of that one. To be honest. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Laughing air. I'm gonna right, use that. Another. I was they're using that one. Tortfeasor, yeah. Yeah, what's a tortfeasor? Yeah, somebody who created a problem. If you want to put it in the simplest sense. So That's somebody exactly. who injured you. 
Yes, or, a wrongdoer, a trespasser, <laughs> one who commits or has committed a tort. Yeah. And a tort is what? What is a tort? A tort is a civil action. So you get hit in the face, damage, that's a tort. Right? Tort. I, no, I like tort. Ball, that's a tort. I like torts tort. from France because they're very tasty. Like retorts? Yeah. No, like a tort. Tort. You torted. <laughs> no, that's a shart. All right. What is that? A fiant? A fiant. It's somebody who swears to a statement. Yes, one who makes an affidavit. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, this is this is too easy for him. Yeah, tort. Oh, I, don't, don't, my dog tort. Don't, no, don't question my boy. He knows what he's doing. I, I got I got <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> Can I even say that on a podcast? Yeah. Yes. Jactitation? Yeah. I saw this. I thought I thought like seven different things. What is it? I'm not even gonna fucking guess. It's a false boasting or claim, especially one detrimental to the interests of another. Wow. Mm. No, it's not. There's no way. I just like the word. The word is cool. That's justification, bro. Yeah. (laughs) That's me. Attractive nuisance. That's me. <laughs> what is an attractive nuisance? It could be. It could be tough, Daddy. Acevedo. Uh, so <laughs> exactly right. I'm trying to think back. This is this is last time I heard attractive nuisance was law school. Um, okay. Obviously, nuisance is a is something somebody doesn't like. So you could have a foul order, like a foul uh, odor, is a nuisance. But attractive nuisance, there's some there's some different. I will give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. You brought it up earlier in the podcast. Mm, like, good hint. Like, like a bounce house. <laughs> oh, like oh, house. Okay. Yeah, when when so, it's uh, let's put it in simple terms: when you're egging somebody on, and, and it's a nuisance for them. Exactly. So, a hazardous object or condition that is likely to attract children who are unable to appreciate the risk posed by the object or condition and to whom the landowner can therefore be held liable for injuries. All right. Yeah. That actually, that little tidbit you, you uh, read out now reminds me of one of the classes in law school. We were learning about attractive nuisance with playgrounds, with like those little swingy things, right? Kids would get on there and they go crazy. And then all of a sudden their leg gets chopped off. Exactly. And Bobby, 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 are you listening? I got you. Yeah, fuck you for telling me good good thing that you told them. Good hint. <laughs> good hint. Good hint. It's something it's something we talked about in the past. Like Exactly. <laughs> it's something that words have been talked about in society over the years of civilization. <laughs> well, you I think you did really well. What do you get? Like, I don't even know how many was that. I, I think know. I think you did he well, did bro. I think Dude, yeah, thanks I think for all subjectation or something. Yeah, jactitation. Use that. I want you to use that in one of your next briefs. <laughs> I, I, I will use that. It's that's going to stick out to me now. Uh, once I learn how to uh, pronounce that correctly, it's 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 jack of dictation. Yes, jackification. <laughs> Dude, thanks for coming on and fucking around with us and and uh, yeah, spending some time tonight. <laughs> You're cool, brother. And thanks for like teaching us some law stuff because I'm fascinated by it because. We know nothing about it in medicine, and our and our lives actually revolve around the laws of what we do. I mean, we try to take care of people, but there's laws on the way into the patient. There's laws during surgery. There's laws after, and now there's laws on social media. It's like it's crazy. So it's surrounding us. So it was great to have you on and kind of 
walk us through some stuff and then also see your Bobby digital side, which was very sweet. That was made my heart warm. So I hope you guys <laughs> reconnect soon. Yeah. Uh, Thanks guys. Thanks for me out. Pleasure meeting you guys. Later. See you. And see you, Daniel, Daddy. When, you get, when you get your uh, knee fixed by Sharif, I'll uh, pop by your house with a case of Dunkaroos and we'll hang out. All right. I'll come over. I'll yeah, come over too. How's it going? You know how long it's been since I had one of those? I don't think I made it in your house. house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, All right, buddy. Thank you, man. Nice. I don't, right, I don't think they. I don't think they make Dunkaroos anymore. They probably cause cancer because they have mad chemicals. Because I haven't seen those on the shelf in years. You know what? I'm I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how old I am, but I'm actually gonna Google what a Dunkaroo is right now. They're like these little like. Do you remember like uh the like those? It's like a little tray, and there's like chocolate or vanilla, and there was these little graham crackers that were shaped like like kangaroos, and you would open them up and dip them in the stuff. Oh, I'm looking at them right now. I remember this shit. <laughs> Yeah, you can true. you can Instacart, you can DoorDash. That's that's like when you could eat whatever you wanted and you didn't give a shit. You didn't get fat. Uh, nothing happened. You know, you just so ate whatever you wanted. I guarantee my buddy's clients that you know the the weed farmers are Instacarting Dunkaroos right now. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Thanks, everybody, <laughs> for spending an hour with us tonight as we decompress from our long day of work. I appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. Uh, this is your boy, Cuff Daddy, signing out until next time. And this is the American Pharaoh, and we want you to find us wherever you find your podcasts and also at YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. We're very excited that you have listened to us this evening and would like you to join us next week on I'm a Pod Star, Not a Doctor. Thank you. <laughs> Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and vomit nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles Cause anything is possible Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and buy my nose Anything is possible I grind to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles Cause anything is possible Oh man, I got a lot of gold Stack that bread and buy my nose Anything is possible All I know is get paper All I do is shit major The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent.